coming up on the dojo. So the show's over, but I'll recap the event that was the Electronics Entertainment Expo 2007. E3, breaking Nintendo down. Wednesday, July 11th marked the Big N's major press conference, and while they mentioned very little of Brawl, the news was significant enough. I'll break down what Nintendo said and what actually happened. Relief and tension. Release date announced. December 3rd, 2007. A day we cannot wait for. That is, if you live in North America. What this date means for American and Canadian smashers, and why Europeans have every right to be irate. Animal Crossing. Battling in Smashville. In a week that was lacking in terms of 93 updates, the biggest website update came on Friday in the form of Smashville. But as this sends Smashers in an Animal Crossing frenzy, I'll let you know my opinion on what this stage means for the game. Who's in a new weekly section to the show, Sariku Uchiha of the official Brawl Info thread breaks down three characters' chances for Brawl. This week, DDD, Plusl and Minin, and Sonic take center stage. Ganondorf. Brawlized. This week's Brawl viewpoint comes to us from Black Adder of the Dawn Patrol and centers around the Gerudo King. How should his looks change in this version of Smash, and should he remain a Falcon clone? I'll read Black Adder's perspective on what should happen to his mane. All this and more on the one, the only, the dojo. Welcome back to the Dojo Smashers, I am Yoko, back again this week giving you your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Last week was a very successful first week for the show and I really can't thank you all enough for your support. But we're going to keep moving forward, this week we have a new section of the show and our first guest Brawl Viewpoint. Let's take care of some business first with some podcast news. The Dojo is looking for a new name. It's come to my attention that the name of the show might be confusing when compared to Sakurai's blog. So whether you want the name to remain unchanged, or you have a great idea for what the podcast should be called, let me know in the forum thread under General Brawl Discussion. For now, it'll stay the same unless I get some community agreement on this. Also, there haven't been any submissions for the Dojo's theme, and I'd like to have one ready by the next episode. Therefore, I'll be taking submissions through July 20th. You can get info on how to submit your idea at the end of the show. Now, let's get to what you're all really looking forward to. It's... The Rundown. Reggie fils took the stage on July 11th and said the following regarding Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Yes, the Smash community is stoked. But when? Well, not next year, not next spring, I can announce today that Smash Brothers Brawl will launch in the Americas on December 3rd. What you'll see and what you'll hear this week is only a beginning. There's a lot more news to come. And trust me, it's the best Smash Brothers ever by far. Now, we can grab three things from this statement, as brief as it was. Number one, the date. December 3rd, 2007, here we come. Did he really have to tempt us with... Well, 
Not next year. And also with... Not next spring. Yeah, that's why we only got coming in 2007 shoved down our throats the past year, right? I know, I know. In the last episode of the dojo, I guessed October 23rd is the date. And I did say pessimistically that the release date would be in December. I guess that's why it's hard to win internets, huh? I certainly find it ironic, though, how it comes out very close to the six-year anniversary of the Melee release. Go figure. Anyhow, I'll elaborate more on about what I think about the release date later. Number two. Ah, yes, the 15-second trailer. We got shots of Wario's taunt, most likely, the Cracker Launcher in motion, Zelda's Din Spire animation, a Moblin blowing up the bridge in Bridge of Elden, that's not Sonic people, Fox's Firefox, twice, Volt Tackle, Giga Bowser, and Triforce Slash. And while this was shown in the background of Reggie's talk, the keen-eyed picked out a minute detail in the Volt Tackle shot. That's right everyone, DK is confirmed. The following update the next day affirms suspicions as such as we got a Donkey Kong character update. As I said last week, it's always nice to see returning veterans, mostly because the character model updates look so well done. A pattern I believe we've been seeing in the character models so far for Brawl is the aesthetic improvement of textures. DK actually has noticeable hair, Bowser's skin looks rough to the touch, Mario's denim overalls are accented, etc, etc. It's one of those really small, unimportant details, but at the same time, it shows to what level Sakurai and his team are taking this game to. They're going all out, and that's always a great thing to see. No, no, wait, scratch that. I think we can all say that, confidently, it's a great thing to see. Number three, the following quote from Reggie himself. What you'll see and what you'll hear this week is only a beginning. There's a lot more news to come. Seriously, Reggie, you're a wonderful public speaker. You have a lot of charisma that few others in this business have. You're very clear and direct in what you're saying, and you command the stage with a great persona. But you cannot just go up there and lie like this. This is by far one of the biggest disappointments of E3 from a Smash perspective. The only thing that we learned for the week after that statement was Smashville. Smashville. So maybe we did learn it through the site, but it wasn't through the conference. Half-truths such as that did not win over the hardcore gamer whatsoever. Sure, Nintendo had a fantastic conference for the casual gamer, especially with the announcement of Wii Fit and the balance board peripheral. Metroid Prime 3 Corruption, Super Mario Galaxy, and The Legend of Zelda Phantom Hourglass were touched on nicely for the hardcore gamer. But to have that little regarding what will be your best seller at your biggest conference of the year is a big mistake. Unless Nintendo makes Brawl one of their key featured games in another convention in the future, maybe in Leipzig, Tokyo, or at the e for all Expo, this E3 will have a black mark on it for Smash fans, as we were promised news from the Nintendo of America president, and then greatly let down. Now, about that date. December 3rd. Oh, wait, what? It's not confirmed as a worldwide release? I can announce today that Smash Brothers Brawl will launch in the Americas, in the Americas, in the Americas, in the Americas. Oh, right. In fact, Nintendo Europe went and dropped the ball even further, saying that Brawl would be pushed back to sometime in 2008 in their official E3 press release. Now what does this mean for the Americas? Well, obviously, waiting. Waiting longer than initially expected. But honestly, this makes sense from a marketing standpoint. Metroid Prime 3 Corruption was already slated for August 27th, even before E3, 
So this will dominate the month of September. Well, that is until a certain Xbox 360 game by the name of Halo 3 is released on the 25th. Nintendo knows they can't do anything about that, so they wait about a month or so until they release their next hardcore game. And what better way to get those kind of games rolling again than by their franchise mascot as Super Mario Galaxy drops on November 12th. While Galaxy's sales will pale in comparison to Halo's, it's a good way to get the Wii back into focus. Then finally, a month after that, the heavy hitter comes out. Releasing Brawl on December 3rd gives Sakurai and his team plenty of time to perfect everything and just in time for the holiday seasons too. All Americans and Canadians have to do is wait. But what about Europeans? Honestly Nintendo Europe? No excuse. Every smasher under your domain has every right to be furious with you, because how long does it honestly take to translate a 2D fighter? Since I haven't played a European region game, I honestly don't know how much is translated for a game like Melee or Brawl, but for English speaking regions, this is ridiculous. It's unfortunate that people that can say things like, Oh, well, we could see this coming because of past history. But Europeans, you honestly deserve better. We're a worldwide community, and we're hanging on every drop of news that comes our way as a worldwide community. And to say that the littlest details are going to be leaked all over the web because of something region-specific is absurd. Sakurai, Miyamoto, and everyone else knows how fast the news will travel, and yet Nintendo Europe can't step it up to give the game a simultaneous release date. I find it strange, though, how there hasn't been mention of a Japanese release date, though, since Sakurai is, oh, Japanese, and since he updates the website in time convenient for, oh, the Japanese. Does that mean that they'll get the game even before the Americas? Well, that would just show complete ignorance, and that's on a worldwide scale. Monday was standard combos for how to play, Tuesday was Dr. Wright as an AT, Wednesday was the bumper making its return from 64 as an item, and Thursday was the E3 movie in DK. A rather dry week in terms of updates indeed. But then we get to Friday, and we get another new stage. Its name is Smashville, and what's with that leaf-looking logo? Animal Crossing people. Of all stages to be announced, we get an Animal Crossing stage. But it's fantastic! Out of all the stages so far, aside from Battlefield, this looks like a stage that will be a t for sure tournament legal stage, with one long base and a platform floating in the center. The background changes in conjunction with the Wii's internal clock, and at 8pm on Saturday evenings, we get a special performance from KK Slider. Now, the first thing I thought of when I saw this was putting two and two together and thinking it's gotta be the KK song, aka Totaka song. <laughs> I mean, come on, since Kazumi Totaka is one of the many composers working on this game, his song has to make an appearance somewhere, and why not tie it into its most famous cameo? However, the main point that people are going crazy over is whether or not this leaf symbol confirms an Animal Crossing character. I'll be the first one to tell you that it's most definitely maybe. You most certainly cannot say that an Animal Crossing character is a shoo-in because a stage has to use that symbol. And most importantly, so do ATs. The AT is the biggest difference in game structure by far that we've discovered so far between Melee and Brawl. Saying that every stage had a corresponding character in Melee is now a totally defunct argument in Brawl, because the assist trophies can now represent franchises as well. I have to admit though, I've never ever played an Animal Crossing game, so when it comes to character representation suggestions from me, it's not mine to say. 
However, it would be ignorant to say that Animal Crossing characters are impossible for this game. Looking at Zink's Smash Brawl Icon Discovery thread, a very strong theory in its own right, the Animal Crossing logo seems to be in a very awkward place as Logo 15. Saying that an Animal Crossing character is not in the game in any fashion throws a major wrench in his theory. There are so many things to consider, and when it boils down to it, we just can't say anything. If anyone is represented, who would it be? Would there be solid enough moveset created for them? Or is the assist trophy route the best scenario for characters from this franchise? A lot of ideas floating around are really just mindless speculation that Sakurai is probably just chuckling at in his studio. So it's best to take the following to mind. The Animal Crossing franchise will be represented in Brawl, and strongly at that. And besides that, we have to remember that this stage just flat out rocks. That's it for the rundown, so now it's time to pass it over to Saraku Uchiha and who's in. Saraku's offered his time to put together a weekly character speculation section for the dojo. I think that from this humble beginning will come something very successful to the show. So now, I pass it on over to Saraku. Who's in? Hey guys, Saiku from Smashboards. I'm now the host of Who's In, a new segment featured weekly on The Dojo. Every week we're gonna take three characters and review if they belong in Brawl. We'll name the good points, the bad points, and just everything in between. So, are you ready? Let's see who's in. My first contestant is King DDD. He's been a Kirby icon, usually as a boss who can float around, he has a hammer. Yes, we can't forget the hammer, it's cool. What chances does he have in Brawl though? I mean, with Kirby and Meta Knight in it, will Sakurai actually put another one of his creations in the game? Let's see. King DDD's weapon of choice would obviously be a hammer, but what can you do with a hammer that ice climbers don't do? Not much really. He can also suck an air like Kirby, but we can't clone Kirby. I say no to the king. His chances of getting in, mediocre, at best. Plus Lemitum, two more electric mouse Pokemon. Do we really need more of them in Brawl? We already got Pikachu, maybe even Pichu will return. So why do we need these two? They appeared first in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, and then in the movie Pokemon Destiny Deoxys. That's all really. They never was the great icon Pikachu was, and they never will be, so why include them? I say no, no, no way. Give the Pokemon spot to someone who deserves it, like Lucario. Deoxys? Even Pichu deserves it more than them. You heard me, I said no. given, but hear me out, Sonic the Hedgehog for Brawl. If you've been to my thread lately, the official info thread, you heard me ranting on about him, so you're gonna hear me again. Ha ha. Sonic could be the perfect addition to Brawl in my opinion. He can finally square off against Mario, and not in the Olympics. They can 
brawl it out and we control who wins. So tell me, what makes me think that Sonic will make it? I would say I had sources, but I already tried that and you didn't believe me. So here's other reasons why. Recently, Sega and Nintendo decided to join forces, having two of the biggest gaming legends come together. That's Sonic and Mario for you slow people. But there's a catch to that. They're at the Olympics. Now that sounds weak, but it's a start. Sonic has a little bit better chance of appearing in Brawl now. Miyamoto, a year back, said that he would love to see the blue blur in a Mario Kart game. But that didn't happen. So maybe this time? Well, he's easily the most wanted third party character. And was at the top of the polls. Then he'd have such a unique moveset. He could use the light dash, or the home and attack, even the spin dash. Then, for a final smash, he could become supersonic, or use chaos control. The ideas are endless, but sadly, we're just gonna have to wait and see when he comes. Finally, Sonic's chances of entering? I say near perfect, definitely. Well, that's the end for today, guys. Thanks for listening. I know it hasn't been the best, but I'm working on it. Expect better one next week. Well, this is Saruki Uchiha. I want to thank Yuku for letting me have this little spot. And I'd like to ask all of you to check out my thread as it is being updated daily. Thanks, and see ya. Thanks, Saruku. And with Who's In coming to a close, this brings us up to this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. This week's Brawl Viewpoint comes to us from Black Adder of the Dawn Patrol, who sent in a written discussion about his personal main, Ganondorf. This intrigued me because Ganondorf is one of those very interesting characters when it comes to Brawl. He's a clone from Melee that is highly sure to come back, and as we see Dr. Mario, Roy, and others possibly falling to the wayside, Ganondorf definitely has some staying power with his role in Twilight Princess. Now it's time for what Black Adder thinks about the Gerudo King. I noticed that there's a fair amount of talk on Ganondorf's brawl appearance, most notably the possible changes for his brawl adaptation. Now I know that there's no guarantee that he's even featured in the game, but this is putting all possibilities aside and just taking a wild stab in the dark and saying that he is in brawl. What would the possibilities be? Would he be given a new moveset? Will it be the same? What will his final smash be like? Well, I aim to give you all my personal insight to the matter. Ganondorf was a clone in Super Smash Bros. Melee, a Captain Falcon clone at that, and many people were a little more than ticked off at his apparent slackness in character design, placing his Luigi-fied Captain Falcon moves onto a fact that he was just a rushed character, or a last-minute add-in. While these claims may be true, I personally think that they nailed the Gerudo King perfectly. Ganondorf was a basically a slower, more powerful version of Falcon, sporting a different A basic attack, up tilt A attack, and a flashy new taunt. But this was all I feel he needed to be. It was one of the most accurate depictions of a Smash character's moves, possibly next to Bowser, so why change him? Simple. With Link and Zelda being confirmed as playable characters, Ganondorf has also been heavily hinted at. The big changes for these two was the fact that they have undergone major cosmetic changes, this time taking after their Twilight Princess looks. Most people generally assume that this must mean Ganondorf will take on the Twilight Princess design, as well as his moves in it from his appearance in the new Zelda game itself. But a commonly overlooked fact 
is that Link and Zelda nearly appear unchanged from their melee incarnations. So does this mean Ganon will stay the same with them? I would love to say yes, but I feel this is not so. I have never played Twilight Princess, but I am informed that he uses a giant sword in this game. A lot of people have come to believe that this means he will actually use the sword in battle for Brawl, but here's where it gets interesting. What moves will he have if he actually gets the sword? It will undeniably alter the evil tyrant's moves dramatically, nearly eliminating all possible hand-to-hand -hand moves. Well, think of it this way. What if he used it in a similar fashion to, say, the way Darth Vader uses his lightsaber? Slow and clumsily, but with brutal force to whoever is unfortunate enough to be hit with it. His forward smash would be a mighty swing of his sword, causing anywhere from 24 to 36% damage, and with a high knockback. His aerial moves would be similar to Roy's own air moves, and with his special moves could indulge into Ganondorf's dark and mysterious powers, creating the purple fire that we are oh so familiar with with each swing of the sword he takes. But then what disadvantages could his sword bring with it? The main fear I hold for this is that his aerials would become unreliable at best. His incredible meteor smash, often credited as the best in the game, could have possibly be cut too, and replaced with a simple half-moon swipe downwards. Another possible downside would be a newfound lack of speed. Okay, I admit he was always heavy and slow, but then think about what a tremendous sword would add to these attributes. The most devastating downside of a new moveset would also be a trait that him and Falcon also share, a theoretically endless recovery. As most of you are no doubt familiar with, Ganondorf and Falcon have a highly revered recovery issue. They can jump up, jump again, and then given enough downward space can initiate their down B to enable them to repeat the process again and again. While this is really usable once per recovery attempt, it is theoretically an endless recovery jump. If they change such a special attribute to Ganondorf, many Ganondorf smashers will no doubt be upset. But I fear that many players who main Falcon will also find that Sakurai has rectified this glitch from Captain Falcon anyway, so who's to say that we'll lose anything in the area of Ganondorf's possible change? Then there's a change that's going to happen no matter what. As Yoko himself stated, Ganondorf's final smash will likely be a change into one of Ganondorf's many alternate and terrifying forms. That's a change I wholly welcome, though many players will have items turned off after a week of playing anyway. But then, taking everything that's been said over this whole rant, Who's to say that Ganondorf will ever change anyway? Link and Zelda only appear to have undergone very slight moveset changes, and many potential brawlers state that they think there are too many sword users in the game anyway. Then there's always this to consider. What if Ganondorf isn't in the game at all anyway? Crazy thought, but it's also random with Sakurai. In conclusion, I can say that I have no idea what Sakurai will do with my beloved Ganon. Will he be changed? Will he stay the same? Will he be removed altogether? I guess, like many of you, I'll just have to sit and wait. On a personal note, I would like him unchanged from his melee appearance, if not only tweaked slightly. Thank you to Yoko for reading this out to you all, and I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. This was Black Adder, having a ball ranting to you lot. And with that, that has been this week's... Brawl Viewpoint. Would you like to hear your brawl opinions and views played here on The Dojo? Send a wave, MP3, or a WMA file with you discussing a topic of your choosing to dojopodcast at gmail.com. That's D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And you may hear your voice and rant featured and heard as the next Brawl Viewpoint. You may also get your views heard by sending your discussion in text format to dojopodcast at gmail.com and have Yoko read your opinions on the air. Suggested length for discussion is roughly 1.5 to 2 pages in length, single spaced. Submissions will be taken through the Friday before the episode's premiere. It's contest time, and the dojo needs a theme. Are you the one who has what it takes to make it? 
Is it going to be original or a remix of a Smash Bros. song? That's for you to decide. Send your creation in WAVE, MP3, or WMA format to dojopodcast at gmail.com. That's D-O-J-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. By July 20th, and you might just hear your own musical creation be the theme for the dojo. Good luck. Well, that's going to do it here for the dojo. I'd like to personally thank Sariku Uchiha and Blackadder for giving their opinions. Remember, everyone, community involvement is always, always welcome. My name is Yoko, and you can either post on the dojo topic in the general brawl discussion, private message me, or email me at dojopodcast at gmail.com for feedback and suggestions for next time. We made quite the jump from week one to week two, so let's keep it rolling. Opinions are always appreciated, so keep up the support. Maybe we can even get that thread stickied with your help. Next week, like every week, I'll go over the week that was on smashbros.com, and may it be a more exciting week of updates than this week's was. With that, I'm Yoko, and I'm out. This has been The Dojo, your weekly weekend podcasting source recapping the biggest news in anticipation of Super Smash Brothers Brawl. The Dojo. This week's shout-out goes to Vidane, who's running the website that the dojo is going to be posted on so you can listen to and download it. Thanks a ton, Ved.